You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Launching. Mackie and Judd. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? All right, that dramatic pause there was for effect. Yeah, because we uh, we it's come been a to, crazy afternoon. Yeah, we just come let me to you, say. yes, Manny. We come to you with the news that um, well, you know that meeting where uh, Tibbs and his buddy uh, Jimmy Butler were going to sit down and they were going to solve all the world, world's problems and they were going to come away with the answer to what ailed the Timberwolves and how Jimmy could get along with Cat and Wiggy and how uh, Tibbs maybe could calm himself on the sidelines starting with the 2018-19 season. Well, that was apparently all shot to hell because they met yesterday, and Jimmy Butler made it very simple for Tibbs. He said uh, something along the lines probably of, you know, I was really looking forward to playing for you. I loved you in Chicago, but I don't love you guys as much in Minneapolis and Jimmy Butler uh, in News Broken by our friend John Krasinski and Associates at The Athletic has requested and or demanded, it doesn't matter, the semant- it's semantics at this point, what you say, yep. a-, a trade from the Timberwolves. And according to uh, ESPN and Woj, Jimmy also turned over, and his agent, I'm sure, turned over three teams to which he'd be willing to accept a trade. That list of three includes the Brooklyn Nets, includes the New York Knicks, and includes the Los Angeles Clippers, all of whom are going to have enough uh, salary cap space come July 1st of 2019 to accommodate a contract extension for Jimmy Buckets. And so here we sit. This is uh, 3.02 p.m. on Wednesday afternoon. The Timberwolves are going to open training camp on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And here we sit, Manny Hill, with the Minnesota Timberwolves being given an ultimatum by an all-star veteran who was supposed to solve many of their ills that he wants out, which means if he does show up at Mayo Clinic Square on Tuesday, it's going to be incredibly uncomfortable, untenable with the cat there, at least, since there's clearly friction between those two, and now probably friction to a certain degree between Jimmy and Tibbs. Uh, or he's either going to be traded in one of the quickest trades of an all-star that you will ever see, in which case it's hard to believe the Wolves will maximize the return on Jimmy Butler. Correct. Or number three, he just won't show up and he won't be around until he's traded. Nonetheless, I go back to the events of June 22nd, 2017, draft night, when mm-hmm. we all said, "This is th- it's finally changing. It's finally changing. The Timberwolves haven't been to the playoffs in 13 years, and there's finally a ray of sunshine. I remember thinking, Judd. And we didn't say, it's the Timberwolves. I- I'll, I'll never forget that day or that evening. I was sitting right here in this chair that I'm sitting in right now, producing the beer show with Reavers. On 1500 ESPN, it was draft night. The Lakers had just drafted Lonzo Ball. All right? Mm-hmm. 
And then all of a sudden, the news breaks that Jimmy Butler is going to be traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, seventh pick, which ended up being Laurie Markkinen, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like trying to hurry as soon as I can, as soon as the beer show is done, race over to Target Center for the presser and to do a podcast with Derek James afterwards. I, I'll, I'll never forget it. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, they can't believe they actually pulled this trade off. This is amazing. This is going to work out so well for the team. And now here we are 15 months later. Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. But it's but the sad thing is it is, but it's not because it is. Because it's the, the wolves. wolves. It's the wolves. Something yes. will always. It is for a snake bit as the Vikings can be at times. The Vikings at least experience, experience success. Manny Hill, when they do get snake bit, there has been success there. With the Timberwolves, it's this cycle of when it appears that something's going right, when it finally appears that things are turning around, when it find you know when when Tibbs gets his guy that night, June twenty second, two thousand seventeen, is the only time that I've covered the Wolves in which I can honestly say that Tibbs not only had a smile but a bounce in his step. Yeah, he had a bounce in yeah. his step that night. He could not contain himself. He was absolutely giddy, and we all loved it because. The most important thing was we didn't know the full story. Mm-hmm. We thought that Jimmy was going to come here and he was going to help develop guys like Wiggins and Towns. And well, we think thought, about the think about the press conference too that but, he had, where he gave out his number, and yeah. we're all like, but in "Oh re- my gosh, this guy's amazing!" But in retrospect, what he really has turned out to be, and and listen, there's blame to go around here. So this is not completely dumping on Butler, and I'm not completely surprised that he surveyed the landscape and wants out. Right, but. In the blame that goes to Butler, what we didn't know and what Tibbs should have known, and and clearly, if he didn't, shame on him, was we were really dealing with sort of a me-first guy who plays very hard, but if you don't play by his rules and you're his teammate, he turns on you, which he sort of showed in his last year with the Bulls with Hoiberg and that young team. He's got no time for young players. He's got no time for any of this. Uh, He turned 29 on Friday, but I I think he's got the soul of about a 57-year-old man. And Jimmy's a different cat, man. Oh, definitely is. He's different. He's a different guy. And so we didn't necessarily know that. But anyway, if you have not heard, the news is Jimmy Butler has demanded a trade, and he has put the Wolves in an incredibly difficult position. So here's my question for you. I have a series of questions about this. Fire away. That I'm guessing will never fully be explained. But how did we land here so late? If he wanted out, yeah. he, he want, what were the wolves? What were the wolves going to do, Manny Hill? That Tibbs couldn't have cut this off in May and said, "Jimmy, if you don't want to be here, I don't like to hear that, but you got to tell me now, and I'm going to try." And on July first, I'm going to start to explore trading you. We are less than a week to training camp, and the mm-hmm. ultimatum comes now. This makes no sense to me, and I put it on Tibbs. For not finding this out, realizing it, making moves to fix it if he did know. Whatever this this situation, there's no way not to come back to this and say, this is largely on Tibbs as a basketball executive. You have to be ahead of this game. And he's so so far behind it now that it's lost to a certain Why did this not, why did this conversation, this meeting or whatever, I remember I said it yesterday. I said it yesterday. Why did this not happen earlier in the summer? I don't know. Why and we did said it not happen thing. earlier in the summer? Mackie and I and said, I said the same thing. I, Judd, I said it all summer long. I said it all summer long. These guys need to sit down and talk and figure figure this thing out. 
But because it's beyond but, that but now. They, but they, yeah, it, oh, oh, it's, it's way beyond it now. It's beyond that now. Way beyond it why, now. Why didn't if Tibbs was go, if this was never going to be about Cat in the sense that it was never going to be a table with Tibbs in the lead chair and Cat to his right and Jimmy to his left. If it was never going to be that, the meeting that took place yesterday should have been flushed out in May. Yeah. Before the NBA playoffs were done. Yeah. So if you were if you were going to get to the point where I don't know, Butler just said, I don't want to be here. I don't like my teammates. I don't like Carl. I don't really like Andrew. Hell, I've gotten to the or, point, Tom, where I don't like you. Then you then then that meeting that took place on Tuesday, that's not even about smoothing things out. That's about do you want to be here? And if you don't want want to be here, come July first, I want to have the wheels in motion for you to be traded. When did when when was it that we first heard from Towns about when he was first asked about his contract extension and he said, "Well, I need to, we need to talk, we need to have some conversations first. That had to have been was that in June, July maybe. Doogie could t- tell us and he's going to yes, come in with a scoop at 3:30 this afternoon yeah. so he can so, tell us, but yes, you're probably right. June so maybe. In my mind, when whenever that was, whether it's June, July, I can't remember. We'll yep. find out from Doogie later. Whenever that was, that's when absolutely this conversation should have been had. Because if Carl Anthony Towns is not, if we're in the middle of the offseason, the middle of the summer, and Carl Anthony Towns doesn't want to sign, doesn't want to sign his rookie extension yet, that if you're Tom Thibodeau, your eyebrows have to be raised and you have to be sitting there thinking, well, he's going to get a lot of money here. Why the hell doesn't he want to sign? I need to figure this out. We need to have some conversations. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you need to have this conversation. And the fact that they, the fact that there was no conversation, and you know, maybe you know, maybe the counter to this would be, well, how do you know there was no conversation? Well, clearly there wasn't because Cat hasn't signed his deal yet, and we haven't really heard on what Cat wants to do. But and it, now, and now, well, earlier this week, we're hearing all of this. Well, Carl Anthony Towns is now waiting for the Jimmy Butler thing to be resolved. Well. Why the hell wasn't the Jimmy Butler thing talked about? There's no, there's no early in the offseason. There's no argument that the Wolves, or there's no case that the Wolves organization can now make in this entire thing. Why is this happening five days before training camp? Wait, wait, wait. Because it's ridiculous. If this, if this conversation did indeed take place in May, and Tibbs said, "I'm going to give this some time to breathe," that is immediately fireable. So, so if they come back and say, well, there's a lot behind the scenes that you don't know or don't get, I would say if that's the case, then you need an immediate change with your president of basketball operations because if that is what happened, if he knew or he found out or he was led to believe or was flat out told by the... If the Butler camp is now leaking this out because their complaints were registered but not addressed... That's fireable. There's nothing the Wolves can tell us about this that's acceptable. And now you have a situation with Tom Thibodeau, who loves Jimmy Butler. Like, Jimmy's his guy. That's well-documented. Now you have Tom Thibodeau. Can Tom Thibodeau objectively even handle this situation? Oh, I think the answer is... That's, 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 that's my ultimate question now is because... The answer is long and clear. The, the, the guy that you love so much, the guy that you gave up a lot to bring here, now suddenly wants out. And now can you objectively do what's right for the organization and get the best possible deal or get a deal done at all? In a week from three teams? 
You got three teams. Yeah. You've been given a list of three teams. And you need to get this done, like, soon. And by That's the way. The thing. And you need to try and get as much. If you're going to make this trade, you need to try and get as much back for him as you possibly can. The Knicks have already. In a week. The president of the Knicks already came out. And if he's telling the truth, it's some type of fan forum deal said, I am not making any moves to trade assets away for players that I can sign. Basically say, yep. basically saying, unless the Wolves come to him and say, well, Butler's going to the Clippers and he's going to sign long-term. And then and then your decision is, okay, Jimmy Butler's a star player, but he's 29 and he doesn't stay healthy consistently. So is this where, where you want to sink all your eggs in this basket? Yeah. This is as bad a situation as the Wolves could have allowed themselves to be put in. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is you're looking at these three teams, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Nets. I mean, I don't understand how the Nets are that appealing right now because they just don't really have I mean they 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 they, they played hard for Kenny Atkinson and but there's it not, could be there, him there's and Kyrie not a whole lot of, yeah it, it could, could be, be him and Kyrie which that, changes that's the, true that whole that's true situation but you look at these three teams they all are going to have cap space next summer to just go and sign Jimmy Butler the Clippers have set themselves up mm-hmm. to go get a max player mm-hmm. the Nets are in a position to do that and the Knicks will be in a position to do that so they're all I mean so what is the incentive unless Tom Thibodeau and again this goes back to him being objectively able to handle this now how is Tom Thibodeau going to unless he can, he can. pit, pit he these can. three teams against each other and, into a bidding no, war No he can't he won't he can't yeah. and that's and that's the problem is I don't know if objectively if he can even handle this situation this is because a- Half of him is probably devastated is that his guy wants out. This is officially bleeped up and off the tracks. TCL Broadcast Studios, uh, John Krasinski, who broke this story uh, along with Shams for The Athletic, is going to join us next. And then Doogie at 3.30 as uh, we give you uh, pretty much wall-to-wall coverage of the biggest sports news or actually one of the biggest sports stories out there today, which involves our fair town and our not-so-fair team, the Wolves. Jimmy Butler wants out. Krasinski talks about it next. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oakley dokley On 1500 ESPN. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. Come on, there's so much to do. On 1500 ESPN. Quick look at your traffic here in the TCL Broadcast Studios. It's 318. This traffic update brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. We just have one crash right now, uh, slowing things down by seven minutes. That's 94 eastbound between 3rd Avenue and uh, Highway 65 in Minneapolis, slowing things down by about seven minutes. Join Better Business Bureau at the Torch Awards for ethics Uh, BBB's Torch Award embodies Better Business Bureau's mission for advancing trust in the marketplace. 14 businesses will be honored at U.S. Bank Stadium on October 24th. Purchase tickets at bbb.org slash Minnesota. All right, TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd. Phil will join the conversation at 4 o'clock. Until then, it's Zolgad and Manny Hill. And uh, you, you just heard Manny say that there's only one crash around the Twin Cities. That's absolutely not true. There's at least two or three wrecks, one being the Timberwolves <laughs> at Target Center. Jimmy Butler has d- uh, demanded a trade. John Krasinski, our buddy from The Athletic, uh, helped break that story. He's done a fantastic job reporting on that since this weekend when it surfaced that Jimmy was going to meet with Tibbs, and obviously that didn't go uh, great. Johnny, welcome to the conversation. And uh, All right. Tell us what you know about uh, a situation that I think to those of us on the outside seems incredibly odd in how late in the ballgame we are when this uh, request slash demand has been made. 
Yeah, I mean, it, look, the, the Wolves are, are in a very difficult position right now. Um, you know, after going all summer long, maintaining that there was no problems, that, you know, everything is going to be fine, that you're overblowing any kind of issues behind the scenes, Tom Thibodeau's main guy, the guy that he brought in to turn this culture around, to save this franchise, to help Tibbs kind of be more effective as a coach and as a leader here, has asked Thibodeau to fly out to Los Angeles less than a week before camp, and he's turned his back on him right there. And and it is a stunning development. Um, It is one that the timing almost couldn't be worse. And now um, there's chaos. Uh, now, you know, now the Wolves have to decide whether they want to trade him or whether they're going to try and, you know, hold him accountable and keep him here. Um, Tibbs's power is now taking a huge hit. Um, it's an absolute disaster for this franchise and this regime right now. What, and guys, yeah, the training camp is next week. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable, even by this franchise's standard. Johnny, I'm just still amazed at how we got here. I mean, a year ago, 365 days ago, everybody was pumped up for Jimmy Butler, and he had the he had the great press conference that that summer where he gave out his phone number, and everybody's excited and like, oh my gosh, this guy is great. This is going to be fantastic for the franchise. A great move, and here we are, you know, 15 months after the trade, and it's like a complete 180. Yeah, it's amazing, Manny. It's 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 I've I literally and I've been covering this team for 15 years. I've been doing the sports writing thing for practically 20 years. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Um, it's it's just a staggering about face. Um, and the biggest issue right now is that yeah, this like you know this would be one thing even if it was Towns who was asking out right. because Towns isn't Tibbs' guy. You know, um, he isn't the Tibbs disciple. He, you know, he, he isn't the guy who's been backing the head coach from the start. But this is the guy who was supposed to be Thibodeau's answer to any issues about the, that he was having with the franchise. Remember, they win 31 games in, in Tibbs' first season here. It wasn't going great. And he, by the changes that he made, he said, guys, it's the young kid's fault. It's not my fault. Mm. And I'm going to bring in my guys to show you how much better it can be. Well, now, not even, I mean, 15 months later, his main guy is saying, see you later. I can't deal with this. And it's, it's a stunning rebuke of the regime. And and it absolutely puts Tibbs in the crosshairs. And, um, you know, I, I, I really don't know how he salvages things right now. This, and, you know, th- this isn't just Jimmy asking for a trade in July when everyone asks for a trade and you can get a good, good value in return and stuff. This is Jimmy putting his coach, his guy, in a terrible position um, going, you know, going into this. So now everyone in the league knows he wants out. Everyone in the league knows that mo- well, there are a lot of players on this team who are upset with Jimmy. And so there's literally no leverage for Tibbs. And, and so to, to pull off a deal if he decides to do it is going to be remarkably difficult. 
Johnny, that begs a very simple question. What happened here? Yeah, you know, so um, from what I'm told, uh, you know, we all know that there has been some friction between Butler and Towns and Wiggins, and, and, and Butler has wondered if this is the group to be around that's, that, that can vault him into championship contention in, in his later years. Um, but I, from the way that I understand it is uh, one of the other big factors, and maybe even a bigger factor, is that Jimmy Butler wanted this summer – to have a renegotiation and extension of his contract that would have paid him somewhere in the neighborhood of $160 million over the next five years. Um, to do that, though, the Timberwolves would have had to clear an enormous amount of cap space to make that happen, either trade Wiggins or trade Teague and Gorgie or do, do some, make some moves that would have weakened the team from a competitive standpoint. They understandably said, look, we can't do that. Um, that's not going, that's not realistic. And, um, and so they did that, uh, or they told him no, and then that was a point of contention for Jimmy. And, and so the contract issue was, was a problem. Um, you know, maybe some of the teammates were a problem. Um, and from what I'm also told, guys, is that the, the kind of painting of the picture as Jimmy being incredibly close with Tibbs and incredibly respectful of Tibbs that may have been overblown a little bit. I think mm. there was some issues that Jimmy had with Tibbs, and so I don't think that he really minded, you know, kind of doing this to to Tibbs this late in the off season. I think that you know he the 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 kind of depiction of them both as um, two peas in a pod may have been oversold, and so um, that's how we got to this point. And and man, is it a bad point to be at. So if you're Glenn Taylor now and you are faced as the owner of this team with this situation after, you know, if Tibbs comes up to you last summer and says, I want to do this trade and bring Jimmy Butler in here and you're, you're Glenn Taylor, you from all accounts really liked the young core that this team had a year ago and you still are the one who has to sign off on any sort of drastic trade, which this was last summer for Jimmy. And now flash forward a year, fast forward a year. And now you are in this situation. If you're Glenn Taylor, what are you thinking now? Yeah, I think you're, you're having huge second thoughts about all of this. And, and you're right, man. He like, he was a little reluctant to trade Zach Levine, but yeah. uh, Zach was injured and they did really want to vault into contention. Um, and, and into the playoff picture. And I do think that Glenn did see the move for Jimmy as a means to empower his coach and say, okay, this is the guy who he needs to be successful. I'm going to sign off on that. And now, you know, 15 months later, that guy wants out of here. And it's, it, it has to be incredibly disappointing for, for Glenn, who was not particularly close with Tibbs as it is. I know that Tibbs has been made, making a lot of uh, efforts this summer to connect with the business side, to connect with Glenn more, to communicate more, and to do all that. But now, um, he, to have this all thrown in his face, um, and and to see what you know how Jimmy has strained relations with Carl Towns and and with Andrew Wiggins and and some of that, it just looks like um, he has come. You know, from from Glenn's perspective, I, I have to imagine it looks like okay, we brought your guy in, and now, look, we're in a way bigger mess than when we started this. And, um, and so he, he just can't be happy. There's no possible way that he can be happy with this.
Hey, Craw, is there any chance that if you are Tibbs now that, that you can orchestrate a trade with the Knicks, Clippers, or Nets that is going to at least bail, bail you out a little bit in terms of return, or is that ship also sailed? Well, I mean, you know, that's the problem is he doesn't have much leverage right now to get a whole lot in return because everyone knows that Jimmy wants out. Also, Jimmy's going to can be a free agent at the end of next year, and right. so... So there, that all that 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 really hurts him in, a, in an ability to pull off a trade. I mean, I think the Clippers, you know, could give you Tobias Harris and Shea Gildas Alexander and and maybe a first round pick or something, and you feel okay with that. But but I mean, the bottom line is, I don't think Tibbs wants. To, I've been told that Tibbs is very resistant to trading Jimmy right now, mm-hmm. um, and because he knows that he he does know that if he trades Jimmy, he's out of a job. Like he's probably out of a job uh, eventually by the end of the season, and and so you know you have all of this hanging around, and again that gets back into probably shouldn't have president and coach be the same guy, and and all of these things, but uh, you know th- this is all coming to a head, and Tibbs is in an almost impossible position uh, to be able to 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 get a deal that could make them good enough to stay in Western Conference contention to patch up you know, the bad feelings that are lingering around here and, and to move forward. I mean, he's, he is right on the chopping block right now. And it's, 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 and Jimmy Butler has put him there. Yeah. And that's, that's the other part of this too, John, is that, you know, a trade for Jimmy, regardless of what you get back in return, probably means that we're looking at another season in the lottery next and next year's next year's draft, because, they're not. They're not a playoff team. With with the way the West has gotten even better, with LeBron coming over to the Lakers, you trade Jimmy away. This team is not going to the playoffs. Probably not. You're right. Unless unless Manny, you know, Towns and Wiggins just emerge, you know, right. and just just take this over. I mean, you know, we saw Nick Wiggins, Andrew's brother, tweeted hallelujah when <laughs> when when I broke the news, and and so maybe that maybe that gives them a pep in their step, and maybe they they both. Uh, come into this thing determined to show Jimmy that they didn't need him, and you know. But but yes, the deck is stacked against them. It's it's more unlikely that they would take a step back to do that. And um, you know, now the, the the issue becomes is that Jimmy is out, and that's one of the guys that they didn't like, and one of the other guys that they don't particularly care for is Tom Thibodeau, and he is a weakened leader right now because. Because the, because of what his guy is doing to him, and that just creates all sorts of problems going into this season as well. So he he has a tremendous challenge to sort of navigate this and try to get people to follow him as a coach going into this season. Um, when his big his big gun just said, uh, "I don't want to be here." Did you see the uh, tweet from the uh, former point guard who now resides in Salt Lake City today? From my little brother, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah, I did, and and that's what you're, but that's what you're seeing a lot of, and it, yeah. even behind the scenes, Manny, you know, there has been this tension in the organization for since Tibbs came in. Uh, you have a different approach, a different, um, you know, more no nonsense, all business approach. They are not touchy feely, and it was clear in all the changes that has been have been made. With Rubio leaving, with Butler coming in, with Levine leaving, all these guys, the 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 the, the clear message was: it's their guys' fault. It's the, we have to make changes. It's these guys' fault. Yeah. Now it's blowing up. 
in their face, and one of the former Bulls is the one who has hit the plunger. And, and so there are people who uh, are, are absolutely gloating about this right now and saying, see, I told you so. And, mm. and, and that's coming back. Uh, the way that these guys have conducted themselves is coming back on them right now, and it's, uh, you know, they're going to have to eat some crow. Hey, Craw, last thing. Does a Butler trade mend things with Carl uh, Anthony Towns completely, or is there still work to be done there? Uh, there's still work to be done, I think, but it, it would be a, you know, I think it would be a step toward it um, and, and, and helping things out. Um, I think Carl has been trying to figure out where he fits in this organization in a Jimmy Butler featured organization. And if Jimmy Butler is no longer here, um, maybe that helps things. But I do still think that there are strains elsewhere in the organization with Towns, with Thibodeau, with, 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 with other things that have gone on. And, and those would have to be addressed as well. Um, but uh, this would be one kind of first step, I guess, in that, uh, in that direction. What a mess. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Johnny. You got it, guys. Thanks, right. John. John Krasinski, the athletic, who has been all over the story, helped break it over the weekend that there was going to be a meeting, and then he and Shams broke Oof. the story today. And this sounds, he sounds like I used to at times when I covered the Vikings, which is you're not invested as a fan, but you're incredulous by the stupidity of a situation. I remember there were yeah. a few chilly things where I was like, what are you guys even doing? Yeah. I, I, I have to watch you, and if you put me in your chair, I could do a better job. He sounds incredulous, and I don't blame him. Uh, we are not done with the story yet. Phil's going to chime in at 4 o'clock when he joins the show. But up next, a scoop with our guy Doogie, who also, of course, is all over the Timberwolves and all of the great dysfunction that surrounds Target Center. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Please, continue. On 1500 ESPN. All right, scoop time as the fun continues. Jimmy Butler uh, demands requests. It doesn't matter. It's all semantics at this point. He wants out of Minnesota. He does not want to be a Timberwolf. TCL Broadcast Studios. Uh, Zolgad, Manny Hill, Mackie around the corner at 4 o'clock. But that music means it's scoop time with Doogie. And ordinarily, we get into the Wolves and the Wild and the Vikings and the Twins. And I don't care about any of it except for Jimmy Butler. Unleash your notebook. Where would you like me to begin? Hello, Judd. Hi, Manny. Hi, Doogie. Can you tell I mean, him this just piggy? Can you tell him excited off. by all this? Yeah, oh you are. You're giddy. <laughs> What's well, I mean, this is perfect talk radio it's fodder. fodder. I mean, this is three hours of fodder. Yes. It really I, is. I, Doogie, I will tell you, like, as a fan and as somebody who has loved the wolves since I was eight years old, I'm extremely upset right now by all of this turns of events. But as a radio and podcast producer for this station, like I eat this stuff up. I love it. It's fantastic. I'm with you there. I mean, as somebody who roots for storylines, give me something to talk about, to write about. This is perfect. Now, from a fan standpoint, Manny, you could argue that it's better to get clarity now sure, compared to outright losing him and getting nothing in return Yes, absolutely. next July. Okay, so let's start there. Why clarity less than a week before training camp, though, on something that we have, when, when in the morning show, when you joined Mackie and I, we talked about this a thousand times, and we're all like, this needs to be cleared up, as Manny has continued to say. Why not? Why so late in the ball game as far as the season goes, are we now getting clarity, which I would take it as coming from the Butler camp? Well, is it entirely possible that Butler, through his agent Bernie Lee, floated, at least floated, to Tibbs back in late April, hey, 
maybe you should move me, right? And we talked about this going back to April, that Jimmy was still trying to figure out then how exactly he fits in here. So after a full season, he was still unsure of his long-term fit. So is it possible they hinted at, hey, you've got the summer to explore trade opportunities. It would make sense if you move Jimmy during the summer. Now that we're five days before training camp with no trade, you finally say, okay, we gave you the summer. And I can just tell you this, all signs point to the Jimmy Butler camp, not Jimmy directly, but the Jimmy Butler camp leaking this. Especially with Shams having it and Johnny, you know, because they're now teammates at the Athletic. But certainly with Shams having his fingerprints on this, it certainly appears as if Bernie Lee, Jimmy's agent, had a lot to do with this. So was it one of those situations where Bernie went to the Wolves and said, hey, Jimmy, Cat, and Wiggins can't coexist. Figure it out. And now, months later, Wiggins is still here. Cat is still here where they said, okay, time to move Jimmy. Five days before camp, time to move Jimmy. Also, if we're going sequentially here, let me remind you that, and it really shouldn't come down to one game, but it was just the way the end of the season played out. I was told if they lost to Denver, that some sort of change was coming. Does that mean that Tibbs was going to get fired? Not necessarily. It could have been more of a power structure change. Mm. Now, maybe that would have led Tibbs to say, hey, screw you. I'm out. I'm resigning. <laughs> Although I don't know if you walk away from $8 million a year with three years remaining on your contract. But I do think if they had lost that game. So maybe, you know, Manny, from a Wolves fan standpoint, if you lose the Denver game, you maintain your first round pick yep. in a very deep draft. And you still have the pick that you got from for Ricky. Correct. The OKC pick that turned into Josh Okogi. Yep. So you could have had pick 13 or 14. I guess it would have been what? Pick 14. Yep. You would have been the best team to miss the playoffs. You would have had pick 14, pick 20, and some sort of power change would have taken place, which possibly could have led to Jimmy being traded this summer to not get to this point. So it's interesting the sequence of events, how one game really winning that Denver game changed so much. I'm very curious. And and I know that you have a pretty good relationship with the owner. He's been on the podcast. He's been on your podcast several times. I'm very curious to hear what he has to say about this. I'm very, very curious because he signed off on this trade for Jimmy Butler last summer. And now Fast forward 15 months, and here we are. It's almost like a complete 180 from how everybody was feeling about this when the trade happened. And I'm just very, very curious to see what what Glenn Taylor has to say about all of this. And he likes to talk. I think we know that. Yep. He's been on this radio station or the podcast a number of times. Now he might wait a little bit, but eventually I'm positive he will say something You know, it's a difficult spot for him to be in because if he was contemplating change going back to April, you know, there's an old saying in sports, heck, maybe in life, what will happen eventually should happen immediately. Mm -hmm. So if you sort of saw the writing on the wall back then, especially if Jimmy's camp did go to Tibbs, and that's a little bit more speculation, but I'm just trying to piece together how this could have played out. And I do think, Judd, now with this latest meeting, the one yesterday 
in Los Angeles. I do think that's a logical conclusion well, that that there was some belief that that I don't think Tibbs and Layden went into the meeting yesterday completely blindsided by this trade request. And just quickly, no matter how this played out, it's on Tibbs the fact that he didn't get this information more than five days before training camp. Like that's inexcusable. Well, especially so. So as I don't care. Him so if he Jimmy if he was text. so Doogie, if he was told in May, if they back channeled to him or got to him that Jimmy wants out and he ignored it, it's fireable. If he didn't find out until five days before training camp about this, it's the same thing. There's no, there's nothing the Wolves can now tell you that you're going to say, oh, okay, this makes sense. This is your all star player who has basically now played you. And giving you a list of three teams. A guy you gave up a lot yeah. for. So there's nothing that the Wolves can tell us where you're going to say, oh, Tibbs had this under control and then this happened. This is on him. Oh, sure it is. And it goes back to the messed up power structure that exists really only here. If you say that San Antonio is such a unique spot because Pop has been there yeah. for, what, about 30 years. R.C. Buford has a huge voice for and all he that does. stuff that happens. And R.C.'s been there forever. So that's yep. a unique situation. So cast them aside. This is the only spot in the NBA where the coach also has final say in the front office. So it's time to make a change in that regard. And change is coming. It's a matter of whether it's soon or whether it's after next season, but it's almost inevitable at this point that we will see a power structure change. Now, on the three teams that Jimmy requested a trade to, you have the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knicks, the L.A. Clippers. He's open-minded to going to more spots, I'm led to believe, that it's not just those three. Also, you know, piggybacking on what John told you last segment, kids at this moment, has no desire to move Jimmy. Now, eventually, he, I think, has to come around on that, right? <laughs> yeah. You have to get something well, for him. But this moment, Tibbs has no interest if, if in you, moving Jimmy. If you go into this season and Jimmy Butler's still on your roster, that in itself, if you're Tom Thibodeau, is fireable. Well, let's back up for one second. Can Butler and Towns at this point even coexist as teammates? No, because I'll, just, I'll throw this out there from multiple angles. That part of the reason that Cat has delayed signing, and it's not 25%, 30%, they're offering him as much money as they can. It's 30%. So if he makes All-NBA again next summer, it's $187 million. The Wolves are willing to give Cat that much money. So what the heck is taking so long? Why wouldn't you sign that? That's life-changing money. Yep. He's made good money, but that's life-changing money. Mm-hmm. You sign that immediately, don't you? It's a no-brainer. He hasn't signed it yet. I'm led to believe that a big reason why he hasn't signed it is that he, through his agent, Leon Rose, went to the Wolves and said, hey, I can't coexist with Jimmy. Do something about it. Mm. So figure out the Jimmy situation. On top of that, Cat feels like, whether it's right or wrong, this is the way he feels, that it's been Jimmy and Tibbs ganging up on him. So not only does Tibbs need to clear up this Jimmy Butler mess now, He needs to mend fences with Carl Anthony Towns. So it's an absolute bleeping mess. Here's what I would do, by the way. Can I throw one more thing in, Manny, before you chime in? Please go right ahead. (laughs) You need to trade him, Yes. right? Yes. Okay, that's stating the obvious. I'm not breaking news there. 100%. Here's what I would try to do. Now, Danny Ainge and his assistant GM, Mike Zarin, really smart people. In fact, if Tibbs had his way... 
Zarin would have been his general manager here, but he's a Boston guy. He wasn't leaving the Celtics. That's how Layton got here. I would try to engage Boston on this hook. I would too. Hey, Boston, you have Kyrie Irving. It's pretty obvious when Jimmy says he wants to go to the Knicks, Nets, and Clippers. Those are three franchises that can not only pay Jimmy five years, $190 million next summer, but they will have max cap space to add Kyrie Irving. It's pretty evident that Jimmy and Kyrie want to be teammates. Why not have them be teammates in Boston? So try to engage Boston. See if you can get I mean, logically, you're not getting Jason Tatum, but could you get Jalen Brown, I'd Terry take Jalen Brown in a heartbeat. I love Jalen Brown. Something I'd like take that. Him. Yeah, they have draft picks. Mm-hmm. Can you somehow... Now, Boston might say, because again, Boston is really smart. Boston might say, you know what? And they already have... I mean, they, the, Boston already has a lot of money. Correct. In, Boston might say... Al Horford and Gordon Hayward and Kyrie. Correct. But they also have all those young assets, all those draft picks. Boston right. might just say, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. We can win a championship right. with Kyrie this year. And then we... Pr- protect ourselves if Kyrie does leave next July. We've got still Brown, Tatum, Rozier, Rozier yep. Smart, the draft picks, that we're not giving you assets. We're not going to roll those dice. But and I'm Danny just telling Ainge you what I would do. has never been known to, give, to just give anything away. That's what I would try to do. I'd try to engage Boston. Then I would go to Philadelphia with a new general manager in Elton Brand, just because he's new, and say, Elton, hey, do you really want Jimmy to go to Boston? Your number one rival or your 1B rival if the Knicks are 1A? How about you send Dario Saric this way? What about Saric? What about some sort of package from Philadelphia? So I would try to engage Boston for sure, then try to involve Philadelphia. I'd also call Toronto. I mean, this might be an extreme long shot, but hey, Toronto. What's one way you could possibly keep Kawhi Leonard? Would Jimmy and Kawhi have some interest in playing together? You know, and Toronto's got some good young wings. They got the kid that played at Indiana that maybe the Wolves should have taken instead of Justin Patton, whose name I'll botch, man. You can probably pronounce his name. But uh, OJ OG Ananobi. Yeah, it's yeah. He Siakam, was he was a good player in Indiana, but he tore his ACL. Van Fleet. Yeah, I mean they have guys. Yeah. right. You could get an enticing package from Toronto. So those those are three teams I would definitely try to engage: Boston, Philadelphia, Toronto. But I feel like you have. To make a move. It's a matter of when, not if. Thank you, sir. That was great stuff. Thanks, Doogie. On a very goofy day. It Just, is. But again, yeah. give us this, right? Oh, yeah, you from can, our standpoint. I feel, ba- I feel up, bad for Wolves fans. You could but yes. fill up the next nine hours, Judd. If you yes. wanted to do radio until midnight. I don't, but that <laughs> you could. Be, I've done that before. It was. It gets really exhausting. On this topic, but it is of radio. It really is amazing that yes. after 59 games, after 14 months Unreal. ago, you brought it up last segment, Manny, but it's, it's worth reiterating. 15 months, man. 14, 15 months ago, Mall of America. The Rotunda. We had he's giving his out his number. phone number. We had a yep. cell phone. Yeah, one of his five Thank you, cell phone numbers. But still, gives out his number. Now we've gotten to this point. It really is remarkable. All right, check out the Scoop Podcast. Um, uh, Podcast One, 1500ESPN.com. All of those good places. Uh, plenty from Doogie, who I'm sure will have Glenn Taylor on at some point soon here to talk about the utter dysfunction at Target Center. If you have not heard and you're just getting in your car, Jimmy Butler has uh, demanded a trade from the Wolves. That is the bad news, but I'm over 1,000 reviews. Mackie and Judd now continue. Well, here we are again. Yes. On 1500 ESPN.
All right, Mackie will join at uh, 4 o'clock. Lots of thoughts from him on the Jimmy Butler news today. If you have not heard, Jimmy Butler has uh, demanded a trade from the Timberwolves. ESPN reports uh, that there have been a list of uh, three teams provided to the Wolves of the Knicks, the Nets, and the Clippers as landing destinations where Butler would like to be traded. Training camp opens on Tuesday. Manny, uh, we talked to uh, Johnny Krasinski, mm-hmm. who helped break the story. We talked to Doogie, who is uh, on top of things with the Wolves. And in those two lengthy segments, I am yet to hear any answers of what's going to happen or from a common sense standpoint. So not not our pie-in-the-sky ideas. What should ha- happen here? Like, how are the adults in the room going to handle what right now is very volatile? Yeah. And what are they going to do? And when Doogie says, well, Tibbs really doesn't want to trade him, that's like that's not the answer. No. Th- 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 that, you can't that, say that. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, you know, if Tom Thibodeau doesn't want to trade Jimmy Butler, Tibbs, tough bleep. You got to you got to trade him. But do you do you say this twice and then fire him? I don't even know that he's qualified to make this trade. That's now. that. See, that's the other scary part is that, and 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 I said this earlier is that I don't know if Tom Thibodeau can objectively handle this situation because if you're a head coach and you're a president of basketball operations. Okay, forget forget about Tibbs, the coach, for a second. Let's talk about Tom Thibodeau, the president of basketball operations, the front office Tom Thibodeau. That's here, the most important who guy has right to now. make this decision. And because Jimmy's his guy and because he loves Jimmy so much, now we've heard that we've heard from John, from Johnny that maybe that relationship with Jimmy isn't as strong as everybody has believed, but. If you're Tom Thibodeau and you love Jimmy Butler so much and you're reluctant, you you have to objectively make the right decision here. And you and your job is if you want to keep your job, your job is to make the best possible deal for Jimmy Butler as you possibly can. You cannot screw this up because your job is hanging on a thread here. Let's let's be real here. You cannot screw this up. Whatever you can get for Jimmy Butler, it better damn sure be the best you can possibly get for him. And you have to make this move. You think that's good enough? I mean... J- Johnny Johnny spoke like Tibbs is essentially dead man walking. I mean... That's what I heard. Here's the thing. He made that big move, and he he made the big move to get Jimmy 15 months ago, and now it's completely exploded back in his face. So he had, I mean, good luck to him. That's all I got to say. Good luck to him on how this and find a way to get this to work out. Mackie joins the show next as we get to full strength from the TCL broadcast studios. People, people, I have an important announcement. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout on 1500 ESPN. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. 
Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.